Doulas. I want to talk to you about something really special. Very important, alright? If you're looking for products, I'm talking D&D, Magic the Gathering, Warhammer, used video games, card games, singles, boxes, peripherals, accessories, sleeves, dices, deck boxes, video game peripherals, used and new. I got a place for you to check out. The website is www.mainphase.org. It is the spot that Rain goes and checks out. And if you're in the area of Ontario, Canada, come check us out in Wallsburg, Ontario at the store itself. We ship across Canada and the U.S., so get on that site, www.mainphase.org. The place where champions go to find everything they need for their gaming needs. Man, since the KC Cup, it's been pretty slow around here. But, we must continue on. You know who I am, I'm Rain. This is Duel Links Radio with Rain. Cup came and gone, and uh, right now we're in the midst of kind of a repeat event. Every time the KC Cup comes through, we always have a repeat event afterwards. Uh, a lot of guys and, and gals who play the KC Cup are kind of burned out, so that's kind of the idea behind everything. So they brought back the Axel Unlock event, uh, they gave us uh, a couple new cards uh, in. Prometheus, the Burning Star, and uh, they gave us Command Knight. Uh, now, first off, Command Knight. Um, Command Knight was used early on in the TCG. It was uh, uh, in the original Warrior Toolbox build, and reasoning behind it is it was part of a lock. Um, normally, what you would do is a good opening play with this deck was you would uh, summon your Marauding Captain. So Marauding Captain would come out. Then you would summon your Command Knight. Now, Command Knight makes it so that you can't attack it if you control another monster. So they'd have to attack the Marauding Captain anyways. This Marauding Captain's effect is you must attack it. So... They would command knight, marauding captain, 
and then uh, or marauding captain and the command knight. Then next turn, you summon another Command Knight, um, because if Command Knight's on the field, can't attack anything else except another Command, another card. Uh, you can't get the Command Knight. So it would have a pseudo lock if you had two, because you couldn't attack either of them. So that gave Warrior Toolbox a double lock, uh, because you could lock them out with Marauding Captain. Marauding Captain says that you must attack the Marauding Captain, but if you have two, they can't attack one or the other, which makes it a lock as well. So that's kind of where Command Knight was. If we would have gotten it earlier on in Duel Links, as I stated with Marauding Captain, uh, it'd be a much, much more uh, solid card earlier on. But because we didn't get that, it uh, really is just going to be in some fun free-to-play, like uh, early on decks. Uh, as far as like little warrior toolboxing uh, thing, so not super super consistent. Uh, Prometheus the Burning Star is kind of neat. It's a machine uh, fire, and uh, you can use it as kind of like a tech in, say, like a Desperado build or anything with machines that you can use Super Team Buddy Force. Pretty cool. Um, it, its effect is kind of meh at best got big attack but it's got a burning effect but the problem is is it burns for like only 150 per card and it's not great so I wouldn't uh, count on it being really used at anything so we are getting uh, ant antinomy an antimony antin antinomy um, yeah try saying that three times fast we are getting Antinomy on uh, the 25th, which is in a couple of days. Uh, so I do expect a huge amount of leaks in two days. So I'll probably do a supplemental podcast because there's not a whole lot going on right now in Duel Links uh, other than the, the current event. And then the, uh, so the DD Castle event still still going until March 3rd. So kind of long really for this DD Castle event or DD Tower event whatever you want to call it so that's uh, that's kind of the, the gist of that now what I want to talk about there is uh, there's a lot of issues with this KC Cup and uh, from the digging I, I did basically from the looks of it there was some uh, collusion is what they, they're saying uh, some of the top players, uh, once you get way up there with the DPs, you're basically getting paired with the same people over and over again. And uh, the issue with that is they were colluding with... Now, don't know for sure who was part of the collusion, but um, so the, the, the top deck, uh, so to speak was uh, uh, Star Seraph Dark Lords. Now, if you listen to my, my podcast and also listen to Duel Links with the Boys, you know I'm a huge Dark Lord fan. Uh, I also mentioned when the box came out, when I saw Star Seraph, I said Star Seraph would work perfectly to come to help bring Dark Lords back. And the reasoning behind it is, number one, they're fairy. Um, you can tribute one of the 
uh, star seraphs if you need to to bring out desire right so that's kind of the the idea dark lords already run a skill called see you later which uh see you later gives you the ability to return a monster on your side of the field back to your hand now that we've been using it in dark lords for a while because it's that's a way to uh use your your uh, eye shell over and over again with uh with this new iteration with the stick and chair the way it works so here's the synergy all right number one the big card that does all that is valhalla now valhalla hall of the fallen it is a continuous spell and what it states is if you control no monsters you can special summon a fairy from your hand so that being said if you have say the stick in your hand you can use valhalla to special summon your stick okay which then would add a chair to your hand because this is assuming you don't have a chair all right so valhalla get the get the stick add the chair to your hand then you see you later to add the chair or the stick back to your hand which then allows you to normal summon your stick which allows to special summon the chair draw a card search for another chair activate the effect of the chair because upon using the other chair's effect it has to um, it has to form a chain which then you would special summon the chair that you just added which when chairs special summoned allows you to draw another card so already you've drawn two and you've searched one then on top of that if it is your opponent's turn you can go into the um, the triple rank four um, teller knight, which then, when you go into that, you can pop with the chair's effect or the stick's effect. You can pop a card on your opponent's side of the field for free, which then allows you to draw a card. Then you can activate the teller knight's ability to then pop another card by tributing one of your Xyz materials okay that is a great turn one in many decks that's why this is being used now or sorry this that would be a turn two now the turn one play is instead of going into the teller knight uh delteros you're gonna go into um evil swarm ouroboros which then you can activate the effect of ouroboros to then make your opponent discard a card on turn one so what that means is they are one card down now what i don't suggest doing is doing that effect okay when they are playing blue eyes white dragon so if you are going up against a kaiba especially dsod kaiba don't do that because there is a good chance that you're going to end up sending a white stone of legend which means that a blue eyes is coming out okay uh so that whole star seraph combo moves your deck very quickly which <clears throat> so in this deck 
it's also running Dark Lords, which means that uh, you are going to go into either a banishment or one of your Dark Lord monsters. So this deck is actually, uh, it's pretty low on Dark Lord monsters. Um, the ones that you're running in it is Ishell, Desire, um, you're running a, uh, a Nastin, and you're also running uh, one of the Tex Tesselapaka, um, and then you're running Banishment, you're running um, Contact, and you're running Sancti Sanctity, um, which is a trap. So here's how you're playing this, okay? Number one, you never set the trap. That's right. You never set the trap because that gives you a chance to get Cosmic Cyclone. When you're playing Dark Lords, you are using the that to send to the graveyard to special summon one of your other Dark Lords, which would be Nastin, or you're sending that to the graveyard with Ixtel to be able to draw two cards. That's what you need to do, okay? Don't ever use the trap as far as setting it. It does not go well. It can be Cosmic Cyclone. The trap, you really only need to, to use as a stun generally once. Um, now, if you have, a, if you have um, a Dark Lord monster, one of the most important, important cards is Texalapaka. Now, Texalapaka in the hand means that your Dark Lord can be saved from destruction for the turn. So it's it's pretty uh, pretty relevant as far as that deck goes. Now, you've already gone through the Star Seraph combo, okay? What else can you do? Well, now you can still Dark Lord off, which gives you an OTK if you are turn two, and also give because you would then summon Nastin. Um, because you have stick and chaired and cleared the back row. So essentially going into an OTK. Now, if you're playing this, the, the good part about this deck is it also is control. Okay. You can run a very good control. Well, it's, it's already that same build, but you can kind of go into control. Um, you know, negating some stuff and going into, uh, into your Dark Lord kind of protect play, which you can continually use uh, banishment to search your contact, which then you use contact to uh, be able to go into other things. Um, your back row, is, other than that, is Book of Moon. Uh, that's what they're using right now. So you have Book of Moon for disruption. You have Book of Moon to protect. Um, basically, the enemy of this deck, is, the enemies are Cosmic Cyclone and Karma Cut. Um, so when you're playing this in a tournament, what you're siding into, um, two major cards you're siding into, okay? Uh, the first major card that you're going to side into for this is uh, you're going to want to go into uh, Artifact Lancia. Artifact Lancia really helps this deck. Um, it helps, especially when you're going up against other things. Um, 
the other thing that I've seen ran inside. Um, they, I've seen the light and shadow prison mirror, which is, they're both very detrimental to this deck. Um, so that's where this deck has kind of a huge negative. Um, they get beaten by, if, if someone's running, say, a shadow and a light imprisoning mirror, it really hurts it. Uh, the other thing that hurts it, so uh, Desperado runs um, Quarantine, okay? Allied Justice Quarantine, which means that your stick and chair combo doesn't go off because it doesn't allow you to special summon light monsters. Uh, you can still Dark Lord off, but it's not as consistent uh, because the Dark Lord build in this, the engine is, is fairly small. Um, so it's not running the, uh, it's not running the six, the, the horse, um, am, am disc. So that kind of, well, it doesn't kind of, it definitely hurts the, the whole deck. Uh, the only kind of out to the quarantine is, um, just going and attacking and destroying it, which then you have to worry about the Desperado, which in Dark Lords, uh, you can negate the Desperado's effect, which is what basically your only save is, okay? Um, the other thing that really hurts this is Necro Valley. So Necro Valley, so just think about that, guys. All the negatives that, that really detrimentally will hurt this deck are things people play now. So uh, the deck, like I said, the deck is, is very good. It draws a lot, like draws 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 and draws it draws for days so um but yeah star seraphs as an engine is pretty great though uh there's so many uh there's there's so many drawing uh you know draws from this you are drawing from the stick and chair loop uh they basically this is a very small engine um it's eight cards, really. You're looking at the six Star Seraphs and then uh, two Valhallas. So um, where it plays the best, it's uh, the best plays you can get out of it is anything you, you can run a fairy engine in. So it runs really good in Dark Lords. It runs really good in uh, Counter Fairies as well. So go there. <laughs> there um so the uh the other deck that i've been running lately i think i alluded to it a while ago is desperado uh, my desperado build is a little different than a lot of the other desperado builds because um, i am running uh what i think is probably the tech choice uh especially right now and uh that is i am running chaos hunter now, what's so good about Chaos Hunter? First of all, the the Chaos Hunter, it runs very well and pairs really well with this deck because you're already running Super Team Buddy Force and you can continually bring back Chaos Hunter or Misjudge because they're both fiends. So you're running Misjudge you could bring back the misjudge to do some more stunning. Or 
if you have a feeling they're setting up with their uh, with say like a karma cut, you can you can use the uh, the buddy force to bring out Miss Judge, or if they special summon monster, you can bring out with buddy force. You can or with the effect of uh, of uh, Chaos Hunter, you can bring it out by um, discarding a Desperado Barrel Dragon from your hand, which then allows you to search a card. You get to search any coin flip card, which, you know, that's your Misjudge, that's your um, your Twin Barrel Dragon, that's your, um, like, every one of, basically all your important stuff. So, runs really well in parallel with that. So, yeah, I... Because you've got almost an instant win with Ally Justin's quarantine. Um, when you go against, say, like a Blue Eyes or a Noble Knight, they're going to try to play around it. And Noble Knight specifically run Karma Cut. That's why it's really important to uh, to go into using that uh, that card. So that's kind of what I what I've been running as far as uh, the Desperado build um, now I tried Desperado with the Star Seraphs and I don't, I, you know what I don't even call it Desperado because you're not really running Desperado Barrel Dragon in it you are but you aren't uh, it's more like Star Seraph um, uh, like instant two, two coin flips uh, are going to be good um, so that's kind of the, the, the way that deck plays. Um, it is post Casey Cup um, right now, and we are looking at both a box and a ban list. The last how many of my episodes we've discussed the ban list. And I'm going to go in and just kind of do my own take on what I believe is going to happen to the top decks, okay? So, number one deck um, on the ban list would be your, um, probably the most popular deck right now is Noble Knights. So, uh, as I've stated a few times, I believe until Noble Arms is needed, it is going to go to two. Uh, as well, Karma Cut going to two, because then that eliminates um, them from using Karma Cut and until Noble Arms is needed at the same time uh, because right now they're running balance and I don't believe they really should hit balance but you know um, I've heard a bunch of different takes on what they could do to hit balance um, the only like that balance won't necessarily work every time. The idea of balance is to always have one of each really in your hand, a trap, a spell, and a, uh, and a monster. And I believe that, because there's, you know, people are saying, well, you sometimes get two traps, sometimes you get two spells, because spells and traps are kind of together in that. I think one one way to change balance around, number one, spells and traps should be separate. So you, with balance, you should always start with a spell 
a trap and a monster. That's what how balance should work. Right now, sometimes you end up with a couple spells, sometimes you end up with a couple traps, and if you add more monsters, you get a better chance of drawing into two monsters, right? That's kind of the, the way balance works right now. I believe that easiest way to fix it is you could take balance and say, well, you have to run a 30 card deck if you want to play balance. And you're going to say, well, Rain, you know, uh, Noble Knights pretty much runs a 30 card deck right now. And I, I do know that Noble Knights runs higher than 20 generally. So yeah, that would make a lot more sense. You have to run 10, 10, and 10. So 10 monsters, 10 spells, 10 traps. I believe that it also should state for balance, your starting hand is one spell, one trap, one monster. That should be balanced. Well, that means that you're going to be only having three cards in your opening hand. Well, that could be the way to change balance so that it is a little bit fair, right? Your opening hand will have one spell, one trap, and one monster. That would definitely make balance uh, not as used as it is now because right now it's used in everything. And balance is basically the best way to go in and have the perfect hand, right? Um, so that's what I think for Noble Knights. I want to talk about Blue Eyes, okay? So if they're going to hit Karma Cut to two, uh, the other way to make Blue Eyes uh, feel that, that uh, fairness is you're going to go into probably the the next discard card um if you look at it like say in a desperado way um any card that you can draw two off of that that is a plus you know you're discarding a card and you get to draw two um should be limited right so i'm gonna say card of consonants to two all right now you're gonna say rain well that really hurts other decks too. Well, I think it should hurt other decks. It should hurt Dragoonides as well, you know, um, because if you're doing card of consonants to two, that would mean that you can only run one card of consonants and run one karma cut. And that would fix a lot of the issues that blue eyes has now. So going forward, that's my choice on that. Now, next, uh, what I would I want to talk about is uh, Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia is a deck that I think that was kind of some of the collusion they were trying to hide that deck. Now, two things you could do. Now, the first one is if you limit the Gagaga sister to two that would make it so that they can't play probably their their best card that they're playing right now which is hatred okay gaga sister to two means no hatred now doesn't necessarily mean no hatred no uh no gaga sister hatred or 
hatred aid will not be ran in some builds. They will run it in some builds. Okay. I just think that if you did that, you can run it without the sister. Okay. But if you do that, you lose access to searching Gaga Wind and Gaga Bolt, which tends to be, and, and you lose basically the whole rank six engine because that's what, what sister adds. So you could go rank four engine or you could go rank six and rank four with the with the, as much disruption, but you lose access to hatred aid. So that's what I think that they should do. I don't think they should hit the skill yet because the deck's still pretty new. And if they hit the skill right away, it's gonna make it so that the deck is now dead in the water, right? Uh, especially with balance being the other thing there, you know, that people want to be kind of nerfed a little bit. Um, if you nerf balance and that, you're you're really gonna hurt a lot of other decks. Now, um, other decks that uh, little hits could help. Uh, we talked about Desperado. Uh, easiest way, uh, you go head judging to two. If you go head judging to two, um, because already if you put uh, Cosmic Cyclone to two, that eliminates the Cosmic Cyclone from it because they're going to want to run their, uh, they're going to want to run Cup of Ace over Cosmic Cyclone. Or not Cosmic Cyclone, sorry, yeah, Karma Cut. Now, that, if you put uh, head judging, that means they can run one and one, which then lowers their chance of drawing because that's one of the main parts of this deck, okay? Um, so that's what I see as far as that goes. Um, head judging to two because I don't think that, you know, there's a lot of people, oh, you know, they, uh, it's, it's such a broken card. It's such a broken card. It's RNG, guys. It's RNG. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. So that is that. Now, other decks on the list. I don't really think a lot of the other decks that are on the list really deserve a hit. Um, they're only on the list right now because of the, the gatekeepers being where they're at. Water Xyz, I don't think should be hit yet. Um, it's like, again, it's pretty new and it's ever evolving it. They haven't really landed on something perfect yet. So that's just my thought. Um, yeah. So go from there. That is the ban list and banter talk. So I started going on to this new app called Stereo. All right. And it is a place where you can do social podcasts. What social podcast is, is you can go on there, record your own podcast, or you can listen to other people's podcast. And through stereo, you can actually send message bubbles to those people, which then they can play it live on their show. Everything's live. So the cool part is, is you're reacting and listening live to exactly what's going on in the podcast. So imagine I'm on a podcast, an episode with myself and eHero Andrew, and your magpie, you can chime in and, and uh, you know, say whatever you want to say. That's the cool part about stereo. So, this week, I wanted to play an excerpt to part of 
basically the episode I was doing on stereo with our old pal, Careless Mike. So, without further ado, here's that excerpt. Hello, hello. What's going on, Careless Mike? Not much, Rain. How about you? Oh, just heading home from work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still hitting the, hitting the, hitting it hard here, so. Hitting it hard, eh? <laughs> so hard that I had time to pop on. It's, uh, it's better to hit it hard than not hit it at all. <laughs> so you're in your truck out doing the usual truck cast right now, I'm guessing. I am. I definitely am. Um, I like it. Um, there's a lot of weirdos on here. But <laughs> <laughs> a lot of weirdos. I'll tell you, bud. A lot of weirdos on here. There's some fun people. Uh, there's a bunch of 12-year-olds. And then uh, and then there's uh, a, a few normal people here and there. But... Yeah, it's definitely been an experience. <laughs> How do you like it compared to uh, uh, your previous one? Yeah, so uh, I was using Anchor before. I, I like Anchor. I'm still using Anchor, uh, but I can record on stereo. And the cool part is, is we can have people comment and put voice messages right on the on the episode, right? Oh, yeah, that kind of reminds me of uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, um, it's social podcasting is kind of the way I explain it. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, so so you've been playing Fabled, eh? I sure have been, or at least I was up until a couple days ago. Yeah, I love Fables. I... I had, uh, I played Fables a lot. Well, that's kind of cool. I fucking love A lot of, yeah, a lot of weird plays. (laughs) Yeah, you can really really play different game to game quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I know... The, the interesting stuff about Fables was uh, anything that Dark dark Worlds, pretty much um, any of their cracks, uh, Fables, like basically anything that discards works better with Fables than it does with Dark Worlds. Yeah, because they're not restricted to, to being just a card effect. They just, they don't care how they're discarded as long as it's discarded. Yeah. Yeah, so um, have you been using it with, uh, with, say, like Karma Cut and things like that? Uh, originally started out with, uh, with Karma Cut. I'd run uh, two Regeki Break and two Karma Cut as kind of my main trap discards. Um, and then after a while, I dropped the Karmas just because when your opponent would be setting cards in the back row to try and get around you or or whatever else, then you'd kind of be stuck there. They could they could set an egg, um, all kinds of things where they'd work around it. 
Um, and when you're when you've got Unicor out for the control, um, banishing them's kind of of secondary at that point to just having that on-demand control of your hand size. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, especially because you're you're going for like the uh, the lock with unicorn, unicorn, right? Yep, pretty well. That's that's kind of my main condition is getting unicorn out as as quick as possible. Um, the way I've got my deck set up, it's it's basically unicorn turbo. <laughs> There's uh, I, yeah. I run three Nuzuchi and three Cerberell, so I can. If I don't get a schooled in hand, I've usually got another way to make them. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's such a such a nice little discard deck, and uh, you know you can you can kind of play how you like it with with fables. That's what was always interesting about it. You know, you could play like a chaos build because you've got the fables, which are like the beasts, and then you've got the the fables that are uh, the, the fiends, right? So you can kind of play either way. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I haven't played around too much with the fiends outside of, uh, I believe it's Fabled Kaus and Fabled Grimrow, yep. uh, the UR. Um, and Kaus, yep. I found Kaus didn't come up much, although it does, it, I imagine it could, um, especially for if you want to get a unicorn back that got hit. But um, yeah. I, just, I didn't find it myself using it enough to really justify keeping it in there um and then all the other fables uh, most of the fiends usually i don't know if this was an intentional design but almost all the fiends when they regard to sending cards to the graveyard they don't say discard they say send so it, it, it's there's not quite a pure synergy there yeah yeah i'm trying to remember uh, i had a my buddy played there's a there's like the the big one uh what the heck's his name Old I think he's like level guy. eight. Yeah, yeah. He used to run a deck purely to get that guy out, kind of like a, a pseudo beating, like a very aggressive, like beater deck with him. Yeah. I've yeah, I've I remember running him. I thought about it because he he takes one fabled as a tribute. So if you do get a schooled yep. out, um, you use your two two beast guys to go into a unicorn. You have your one left over. Um, which, you know, you normally would see you layer, later it back to your hand. Um, but, I mean, if he's going to be out there and you're playing, say, a spell specialist version, um, then you can you can use that spare guy for, for the big 2800 guy. And then you've got a, a big yeah. body with your unicorn, and you can turn any uh, any uh, uh, Charge of the Light Brigade, you can turn Neos Fusion, turn all those into a different effect. It's basically another negate. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Right now, it seems like, uh, especially coming off the KC Cup, uh, kind of burned out on uh, on messing around with a lot of uh, like meta decks. So I've been looking at a bunch of different rogue decks myself, and um, I I've been playing uh, Insectors Ooh. a lot. I'm trying to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make it work without uh, Dragonfly, is it the one that's missing? With without, Yeah, without Dragonfly, it's tough. It is so tough. Um, the nice part is it's kind of a small engine. Uh, you know, you just, you're just you just using the, uh, the, the Mantis, or, no, yeah, you need one Mantis. Uh, I'm running 
uh, Centipede, and I'm running uh, Hornet. So okay. the nice part, nice part is, is the the common play is you know you you summon your Centipede, you attach your Hornet, yep. you activate Hornet's effect to blow something up. Then you use Centipede's effect to search for the uh, the Mantis, which then you equip to the uh, the the Centipede, making it twenty four hundred attack. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of it. <laughs> um, if you can go off, uh, so this is what has been happening to me with it. Okay, so I'll equip. I'll do that play. Yeah. To get rid of their monster, and then generally they karma cut my centipede. Okay. Oh. So then, when they karma cut my centipede, my mantis goes to the graveyard, which then ah. mantis's effect activates, which then special summons my um, my uh, hornet. Yeah. And then if I have another Hornet in my hand, I can equip the Hornet to the Hornet, which then I can blow something else up. So that's kind of kind of the plays I've been doing. Um, I've been using the uh, the Cocoon there too, which yeah. then you can tribute, you tribute the, the Hornet that's equipped to the Hornet, which then can special summon another Centipede which then you can go into Levier, which then can bring <laughs> bring Centipede back oh, that was nice. banished, which then you can go into popping stuff again, or you can make it 2,400 attack. You can equip the, the, man, the, the Mantis to it. So it's been interesting little plays you can do. Um, it really doesn't give a damn about Karma Cut, which is cool because you just Levier it back, right? That's when Levier came out, Everybody's when it was coming out, everyone's like, "Oh, Levier is so great." What they didn't think about is the fact that Levier was used in two major decks. Okay, it was used in Insectors to yeah. be this extender, and it was used in Burning Abyss. We don't really have either of those at any real, you know, playability. No. But yeah, if we had Dragonfly, that deck would be tier right away. Instantly tier. Well, is Dragonfly, is it Hornet or Dragonfly that's on the Forbidden or Limited list in the TCG? Or was it? They actually, they were. Both of them were, both of them were limit one. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it the yeah, loop, it was Hornet it? and Dragonfly were the one. Yeah, well, there's a lot of plays, but yeah, there is a crazy loop that, um, you could extend basically for a long period of time. <laughs> but there's a lot of really cool plays with um, that. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Ladybug. Uh, oh, yeah. So the Ladybug Ladybug is a is a level two. And you can use uh, insect uh, imi imitation, I think it's called. It's a spell. Yeah. And, and uh, you, or you can also use um, Transmodify. Which then will will take that ladybug, which is a level two, send it to the graveyard, and you can special summon a dragonfly, or any level three uh, from yeah. your deck, right? So yeah, that's kind of the play. 
Yeah, because insect imitation basically is the insect version of transmodification or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're playing, say, like a balance build, you can run you can run three of each. Oh, yeah. That's, that's your always spells. nice. Whenever you can play balance yeah. version where you have two cards that can do the same thing or, you know, like if you're playing Parshath and you want to run Sanctuary in the Sky and then the Continuous that treats yep. itself as that then you're basically always guaranteed yep. to have it. So that, that's always fun to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think that uh, if they're going to do anything to ba- balance, you know, they, they would have to, like, make it so that you run 30 cards or change it so that your starting hand can only be one of each, something like that, you know. They have to really, if they're going to hit it, those are the only things I can think of that they can do. So I've I've heard of people saying, you know, uh, maybe they'll just make it so that there's a chance you can have a balance hand. Well, what's the point of running it at that point? I would rather run something like uh, that that would guarantee me having it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, when DK went over the whole thing, he was talking about how um, in the past with other deck composition-style skills like Spell Specialist, how they basically... He thinks they'll probably go the same way that will. So he's thinking that it won't be a guarantee. Um, or the other one being um, you can't special summon or you can only special summon once if you activate or you, like during your opening turn. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I think that if they made it, because right now you have to have, was it six of each? Yeah, yep. six of each. So that you're running, basically, you, you can have 18 cards, and then and then you've got two to kind of play around with to have 20 cards. I think if they made it mandatory you have a 30-card deck, that would definitely lower the consistency because you could be drawing traps for the next three turns, you know? Yep, yep, and, and you Especially have to if have more 10. than at least two different names, right? Because with the six and six, or yep. the six, you can have just two different versions of a card at three and then if you go up to 30 now you're looking at what you'll probably need nine yeah guaranteed and then that's now you have three different cards you gotta you could potentially go into well potentially four because you're thinking three three is and three is nine and then you'd have to add one more that's true that's to have 30 so that's that really makes it so that it's basically your your traps anyways most balance builds your traps are are uh, just good traps. Not too often, other than a noble knight that has the archetypal trap. Yep. Or but, or Aroma. Yeah. Aroma likes to get their archetypal yep. in there. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's a rogue deck. Oh. <laughs> you know what? Aroma, Aroma will show up when you least expect, and just there's nothing you can do. Nope. No, if you're not if no. you're not in front of them, and by the end of turn four, you're basically hooped, or you're going to be a real uphill climb unless you can blow up the field or something. Yeah, I uh, I was in the KC Cup. I kept going up against uh, the same decks I was playing for a while there, uh, trying to get to stage two. This was early on. Yeah. So I was playing. I was playing. Uh, I was playing Onomat. And I went up against, I think, five Onomat in a row. Mirror oh. match. Then I switched to Desperado, went up against five Desperado in a row. 
Like really? So then I wow. said, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a rogue deck and see if I if they're just you know messing with me. I switched to Aroma, and literally I was playing against Aroma. I'm like, what's going on here? I literally <laughs> turned the turned my phone off, and I didn't play the game for two days. I'm like, screw this. So then I went back, and I got my I got my level up. Uh, I went back in. I did it with Desperado, this build that I've been messing around with. And I, I think you were talking about it as well. Um, you're running the uh, the Chaos Hunter. Yes. Yep. That is the perfect card in that deck. Oh, really? It is the perfect card in that deck. So I'm running two Chaos Hunter in my Desperado build. Okay? Yeah. And here's the reason why there's synergy. Okay. Running Super Team Buddy Force, Misjudge is a Fiend. Aha. And yep. you can discard the Desperado to activate the effect of the Chaos Hunter. Yeah, to which get it then. On the field. Which then you're searching with the Desperado, you're searching your Misjudge. Oh, yeah. So you're setting up your super team. Yes. So that's the synergy because they put so much into getting rid of Misjudge, and you can super team buddy to get out, <laughs> to get out either one. Um, <laughs> so it really, it really, really frustrates people. It's it's pretty good. Like I was going up against people in mirror matches with Desperado, and literally, there's not much they can do. No, there's really not at that point. No, because a lot of time their back row is caught is uh, Karma Cut. Yep. So once she's on the field, man, they can't Karma Cut her. Can't Karma Cut anything. And then you get that Desperado out there, and it gets going. It's pretty wild. But that deck is just, I feel, I feel like, um, I feel like I never played it because Shad played it. (laughs) So he talked about it so much that I disliked it just because of that. Well, yeah. And he was playing it long before Master of Destiny, wasn't he? He basically was on that as soon as the structure deck came. Yeah, and he he's I think he still plays it with the spider. Nobody plays a spider anymore. Nope. He was playing it uh he was I don't even think he plays Master Destiny with it. I saw him play against Andrew and he was playing it with a balance build. Wow. He's yeah, truly wacky. cutting edge, that Chad. Yeah. Um I've also played Master of Destiny without Desperado. Okay, yeah. So I've been I've been trying other supplemental engines going in it. I did a Master Destiny Goki. How'd that turn so, out? So talking pretty good. I got to draw a lot. <laughs> That's the only real purpose of Master Destiny, man, is drawing. But uh, yeah, there wasn't as much synergy with that as I thought there would be. But uh, Super Team Buddy always helps, and then uh, you really just. You're just messing with them over and over again. Um, I think Super Team Buddy Force uh, is a very 
uh, underrated trap. Definitely. Yeah, it, it seems like one of those yeah. ones where um, even if you do have all the same kind of types in your deck, it, it kind of is an afterthought um, a lot of the time yeah. after, you know, putting in Karma Cut. Even, even for me when I was playing Fabled, um, I got a suggestion for playing that, and, and it made sense because you could uh, – you could on demand reduce your hand size by special summoning from your hand. Um, but it, it just, I don't know. It just didn't seem to work as well with me in, in terms of fable, but Christ, when it goes off on something like Desperado, it's just like, oh, that, especially if they use it on their Machina fortress and they just get back the, the barrel dragon that they just discarded to summon it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I tried running that, uh, was it Prometheus, the burning star? Oh, the fire that. machine that we just got from the yeah. uh, from the DD Tower. I tried putting it in Desperado because it's a machine, right? And I, I was thinking, well, I can use Buddy to get it out. Just doesn't burn enough. It's a big body, but it just doesn't burn enough. It's it's burn is is pretty uh, lackluster. Did uh, did its effect to to block that monster zone come up much? Because because that's pretty valuable when when you've got stick and chair doing triple material moves and all that. It seems like that would be a a good stun strategy when your opponent goes into their next turn. It, it would if you went up against stick and chair a lot, but um, honestly, I I don't think I've played against other people playing it very much. Uh, that combo is, I think. People are scared of it. That's why they did the whole collusion they did at during the KC Cup. Uh, that that turn one is is brutal, to be honest. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Getting to have getting you a know, card ripped out of your hand before you start your turn is always always pretty demoralizing. Yeah, and turn two is so fun. Like I, I as soon as I'm trying to think here when it came out, so. It came out. I was missing one piece. I hurried up and got it, and I built Dark Lords just like I said I was going to. I talked to Kyler about it on the yeah, podcast because yeah. I said, "Hey, Dark Lords would work with it because you contribute. You contribute for um, for your desires. Um, it just it there's a lot of synergy there. So yeah. I tried it. Um, it's it is very good. Okay." Um, they tried to kind of downplay it, um, but there is a, uh, there, I don't know, there's just one little thing that's missing with it. Like, it draws so much, but there's, it's just, once you, there, it's not that there's not a win condition, because there is, but yeah. it just seems like it, it's not enough, you know? not quite so there eh? i uh, yeah it draws so much like you can draw if you start with with extel you can go into doing the whole dark lord thing if you go the other way you know you start with the stick and chair you can go stick and chair uh if even your worst hand you've got valhalla that you can basically special summon anything you've got yeah. other than desire yeah you can special summon anything you got yeah um, your worst hand is when you have like all chairs, which I've had that a couple times, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the stick and chair, the other, the other opening that I like a lot more <laughs> is 
you go stick, chair, and if you happen to draw into another stick, you can go into stick, stick, chair, which then you blow up two cards, draw, and then you draw. So that's yeah. not bad either. No, and that's what, like, you draw three and pop two or something by the time you've got Ouroboros out there? If you go, if you do that, yeah, you draw three, pop two, and make them discard. One. Oh, man. That card advantage is nuts. You can. Yeah. Yeah. The only time I don't go into, into uh, Ouroboros is when, when I'm playing against um, Blue Eyes. So if I see a Kaiba, I don't go into that because nine times out of ten, you're going to send a White Stone. Unless unless it's OG Kaiba, then you, it's okay because you know it's going to be a black <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does happen a lot. <laughs> all the time so yeah but yeah this uh but yeah this event coming up um and timony's coming with all the tg stuff and they for sure st- stated that we are getting the uh well, the uh blade blaster as the ur yep in the That's event the one in the so, event yeah, interesting. Um, I wish we would have got some of the other stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. I think we have too little zones. There's not enough zones um, for TGs to really go off. Yeah. Yeah. You play well, TGs even, in well, the... Yeah. I know Halberd, yeah. like if they brought Halberd Cannon in, which God knows they wouldn't, um, I, it, yeah. I just be able to get that out would be absolutely nuts. You'd have to have three synchros on the field that all work together. Yeah. Yeah, that's an, almost impossible at this point. So. Yeah, pretty well. Yeah, so I uh, I, I do like... I, I hope this leads to us getting, like, uh, you know, shooting Star Dragon finally, maybe. Shooting star or shooting shooting quasar? Shooting quasar. Oh man, oh man. Why not? We had to deal with we had to deal with sun sagas and we had like it's it's so hard to get out. Why not give it to us? You know? They didn't give they didn't give five D's enough love. That's true, they really didn't. No. Like, they give us the, so they they rip us off. We don't get a copy of, say, like, Stardust. They, nope. they mess around with that. And then, on top of that, they release things that banish instead of destroy. So, kind of making Stardust power crap before it even came out. Yeah. Yep. So, it's it's just, it's brutal. You know, got to sell them boxes, though, guys. <laughs> yeah. When's MST coming? Because God knows no one's going to play it anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone would really play it. What's the point? They don't play They don't play Cosmic Cyclone. No, like, that's that's basically, like, uh, sometimes Noble Knights will play it as one of their spell fillers. But, I mean, otherwise, there's not many decks that I've seen that especially main it. I mean, it's still a side deck option, but... It's uh, yeah. mostly just because yeah. Metro Valley's back in the meta. Yeah, it's almost like they don't care anymore. They have 
they have like uh, Forbidden Lance or whatever else or Patronade, and they'll just say, you know what? We don't need to worry about back row. Nope. So. It is. It is. It is definitely a monster heavy meta right now. Um, I mean, like oh, yeah. I said, Necro's in there. Karma, Karma's still going around, and it'll it'll keep going around as long as it's a uh, as long as it's banishing. Yeah, the uh, the territory of sharks deck I I've been watching doesn't even have a spell or a trap in it. Oh wow! There's one litter. There's one. No, there's one. There's one that I saw that actually I think DK it was post. It was his little build. That he was running for uh, for his show, and it it literally had zero, mo- like all monsters, no spells, no traps, nothing. It was just all aggression. It was you know blowing stuff up, figuring out yeah. what they're running, and just went in for the OTK. Is it, it was pretty, uh, you know, telling, basically showing that. We don't really need spells and traps as much, which, you know, could go into hand traps and other things like like it is in the real as in, in the TCG now. Yeah, unless a spell uh, is inherently broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you only see like when Water XE really first got going, it was just you know Necro Valley, and then the rest was just powerful generics on the back row. It wasn't there wasn't any kind of I mean, you'd run one, you'd run one salvage, and even then, I don't think that was really a, a major player for the deck. They weren't playing yeah. surface or anything that was specific. It was it was all just you know Canadias and and Karma cuts and fucking whatever else they could fit in. Oh, exactly. The uh, the other rogue deck I'm still messing around with is still dinosaurs. It's uh, oh nice. It's. It's just waiting still. It wins. It wins lots of duels. It's not. It's not perfect. Um, I'm using the. What the? Heck? I'm trying to remember the. Uh, uh, the Paleozoic that sends the trap to the graveyard. Oh yes, M- Marilla, I think. Yeah, Marilla. Marilla. So I'm. Yeah, I'm using. Using Marilla to send the. Uh, the. A trap to the graveyard so then I can pop a dinosaur on my side of the field and a monster on their side of the field. Uh, once you do that, you kind of go off. It's pretty wild. Um, using uh, baby Sarasaurus. Yeah. So it's uh, baby Sarasaurus when it's destroyed by, by a card effect. It special summons a level 4 lower dinosaur from your deck. And then it gets destroyed by the end phase. So you can baby Sarasaurus into another baby Sarasaurus, which then goes into whatever uh, Gethroid. And you basically fill your graveyard full of dinosaurs so that you can banish them all and then special summon a uh, a level four big uh, Tyranno Infinity, which then is like thousands of attack. Or you can go into um, giant giant Rex. You banish the giant Rex, which then gets special summoned, and you can go into a rank four Xyz. So that's yeah. kind of what I've been playing around with. Yeah. 
it's been fun. Uh, and then if they try to Losing you there, bud. Oh, yeah, I'm talking. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, you you miscellaneous. You there? Yeah, there you are. Yeah, you're cutting in and out a bit there. I don't know if it was me or you. Uh, It's probably me. I'm on the road. (laughs) Well, I'm in the middle of buttfuck Alberta. I, I don't know if I've ever got good service or not. That's probably where I was. (laughs) (laughs) I at least get disconnected once with Andrew. At least once. Well, usually when I'm listening to the episode with you and Andrew, I kind of wait for the time when you're like, hello? (laughs) And that's kind of the, ah, there's the moment. (laughs) Yep. There's always a moment where Andrew gets disconnected. (laughs) But, yeah, even Kamel, I think I got disconnected. Gets disconnected from Kamel, but he said it was his end, not mine. So yeah, they got hit by a storm or something. So, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and that was that was such a good episode. Just the discussion on that one. Yeah, was just that was top notch. Well, thank you. I uh, I I was originally going to get Circus on that episode, but uh, it kind of fell through, and he's like, "Hey, I can't be on. You know, I got to work, but." Uh, here, I'll send a link to Kamel. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Kamel, uh, Kamel's into it a lot, and it, we got a uh, really good, uh, really good discussion out of it. So, oh, those yeah, guys, those guys do a lot of really cool things over there. So, yeah, they're quite the cool group that uh, that I've, I've started following a little bit more and more in terms of their their YouTube stuff and and their discussions on that side of stuff. It. it it just seems a little bit more organic or, or uh, more real than, than you know the production value that Duel Links Meta kind of puts out. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know sometimes it's just because they're it's it's more like they're players for the players. Yes, and they actively they're actively trying to um, to be top tier themselves, whereas. You know, decades more into running his tournaments and or other people running his tournaments and just kind of doing his little breakdown. And, you know, he's he he got into this real early and what he's done is it was really smart. He saw that, uh, you know, Konami doesn't have a, a tournament or meta scene. So he said, I'll start the meta and, you know, he's making a living out of it, which is great. Oh yeah, I can't blame him for that. That's that's such a smart move to make, and kind of brings up the whole point of why Konami doesn't or didn't have something set up to begin with. Yeah, well, um, so he uh, he he played Yu-Gi-Oh in in real life, but where I think where all that boiled down to is he used to play Hearthstone, and th- that's kind of how Hearthstone works. Is there there was uh, you know a meta for tournaments that really didn't have uh, anything to do with Blizzard. And he saw that, and he basically built it for, for a Yu-Gi-Oh game. So. Oh, that's kind of cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was also a Hearthstone player uh, for a bit. I played when it came out when, in the beta, and then when it when it came to mobile, I played it a lot more. But, yeah, I, Hearthstone, I think because it's more like magic with rotating metas and, and rotating, you know, as far as, like, basically the seasons change every year. So then you lose okay. you lose the ability to play a lot of the cards. Only your basic cards carry over, right? So that everything else, right? yes. Yeah, it's like magic with set rotation. So they have no problem with bringing out very broken cards. Oh, yeah. And and it's it's fun when I played it the beginning, but then it got a little crazy. Um, the dust system was nice and like if they if they felt that a card was way too overpowered and they needed to like get rid of it or change the anytime they change or ratted a card effect yeah. they would they would give you they would give you the equivalent back so you could go in and craft another card of equal value or equal uh, power but they're the one thing I'm I really like about Hearthstone that I wish Konami would do is make I wish they would make more um, more cards specific to dual links. Oh, like exclusives on dual links, like those anime ones. They yeah, like yeah, that's kind of interesting. But like using things that specifically mean things for dual links, like so there's um, there's a dragon in Hearthstone. Okay, and the dragon—I forget what it's called. What it's called, but it's like a—it's like a sand dragon. Okay, and it's really hard to get out. But what it does is it turns everyone's timer to seven seconds. Oh, holy! I think it's—I think it's—I want to say it's like Alastraza. I can't remember the exact name of it. But yeah, it makes it makes that your turn only seven seconds long. Okay, so you're like you're hurrying you're hurrying up to try to play cards to be able to go, and then it passes the turn to the next player. So like once you get it out, you need to hurry up and and defeat it, or you're done. Like your turn's over, and it gets passed to back to the other player. But it goes both ways. Hearthstone has so much RNG in it, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, and Konami's not a big fan of that. <laughs> no, well, I think they are in a, a, a kind of some ways, but they also don't like people who just sit there and wait. So that's why they have the timers that they do. But it'd be interesting yeah. to do something like that where you you summon a monster and your timer like goes up, or you play a, play a spell. And it, and it gives you more time or, you know, you play something, it gives your opponent less time to just something else, you know, that is another mechanic. Yeah. Take advantage of that specific, um, yeah, like you said, game mechanic or, or just, just in general of how the way the game's set up. Yeah. I can't think of much else besides Definitely. the timer that would be really specific to dual links. I mean, it's it's got reduced zones and all that and extra deck, but that's yeah, it's the same mechanics, just just smaller or different sizes of it. So, uh, 
Well, the other things is also your dual skills. So why not have, say, a card that says uh, change turn player's dual skill into your graveyard is all summon skulls or (laughs) change change it to a random activated skill or, you know, negate that player's dual skill, the activation of that dual skill. Like, you could do stuff like that. You know, there's... There's a lot of specific things you could do that would allow you to change the game. Make it feel more like it's its own entity and not we're just digging through the TCGs good and bad. Yeah, yeah, if you could do something like uh, like you said like a spell that, you know, says, you know, discard your entire hand minimum one or two and Activate your skill again if it's a you know a one-time activation style skill or something like that. Yeah. The uh, the other thing I thought of that would be interesting that they did is uh, you could create a character, almost like that you would... are the vagabond. Yeah, I like that. And you one. could have like. You could have like a dual skill that is uh, any field spell in your deck is is the dual skill, or start start the duel with any continuous trap that you or continuous spell that you want to use as the skills thing, right? So uh, would allow for other archetypes to be able to you know have a little bit more shine. Yeah, yeah, you do something really specific to it, a little bit, yeah, rather than leaving them super generic, I guess. Yeah. I like the idea, and I like the custom character style thing, and if they made that kind of related to the card trader, then, then you know, people who have all the coins that they can't spend anymore, and all the, are the jewels and everything else, then that gives them something else to actually look forward to that, that they won't run out of, because you could... You can continuously go back and change something, and and, and people might actually value it. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could go buy a hat, or you could buy a new shirt, or <laughs> you could look you really like whatever you the, want. The, you can't underestimate the the power of customizing just for just for surface level effect, because there's lots of players out there that love that aspect of games where it's just it's just oh, of course you know representing yourself, right? That's Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. People oh, dear Lord. literally the the literally the game is not any different with the skins you have. No. You don't get any advantage over anybody else, but I could tell you my kid, my my boys, they always ask for for V-Bucks so they can spend 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 on the skin of the month, you know, or they they need to they need to they need to level up the Mandalorian so they can get Baby Yoda or whatever else it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's huge more in the console game, but or, I mean it does in PC too. But in mobile games, yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't seem like the customizing the the personalization side of it doesn't seem to be as big a precedent as it is in 
and other gaming platforms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, well. Well, that's all the time I got for today. But I want to thank you, Mike, for being on the show. Hey, no problem. I was glad I was able to get on today. So I, uh, yeah, that's that's the episode for today. There's not a whole lot going on, so we're just kind of, you know, shooting this and shooting that. All right. Well, like I always say, I five the sky. Stay out there and duel, bud. Take care. You, you too. <laughs>